0: I started a series a couple of weeks ago, kind of accidentally called God Is Not Through Blessing You. Has this been good for anybody? Uh, Man, it's really been, it kind of just happened. Uh, I was supposed to be in a relationship series and I got bored. Can I be that honest? I don't know if I can be that real. You know, you just, three or four weeks and you're just like, ugh. So I start talking about God Is Not Through Blessing You. And now we're kind of in a series. I feel like I probably have two more weeks to go with this. And just got some things. I'm just trying to build some faith and hope. Here's what we're declaring. We're declaring that God is a God of restoration. That he's a God of recovery. We're we're telling ourselves and we're, we're telling the world and we're declaring this by faith that our past is not our prophecy. That your past is not a pit and that your past is not a prediction. That your best days are still in front of you book of Proverbs chapter four says, the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter and brighter. That's what we're believing for, better days, brighter days, bigger days in the name of Jesus. And so saying that, we're gonna go into part three and I'm gonna invite you to stand for God's word today. This is the last time I'll ask you to stand. And uh, this is First Chronicles chapter four, verse nine. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. But his mother had named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in pain. But Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted him his request so that I will be free from pain. I wanna preach a couple of minutes tonight from the subject, pain is not my end. all receive that tonight? Pay. Hey, it's not my end. Father, bless your word. Amen. You can be seated. Jabez comes uh, at an interesting time in the scripture and in an interesting text. The, the writer of 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, is doing just that. He is chronicling the children of Israel. And so the first nine chapters of 1st Chronicles are are just that. It's it's just giving the d- genealogy of Israel. So honestly, it's a little challenging to read. It's so and so beget so and so beget so and so beget so and so. You know, that's King James for like this guy had a baby and then that baby had a baby and then that baby had a baby and then, and it's just a lot of like Hebrew names and it's just really, you know, it's like when you're in your one year reading plan, you get to First Chronicles and you're like, oh Jesus help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I admit that? I don't know if I can admit that, but you know, it's just a little challenging. And, and right in the middle of these nine chapters, right in the middle of it in chapter four, as Ezra is chronicling this, it's like the Holy Spirit illuminates this guy, Jabez, and, and Ezra goes, oh, man, let me, let me just tell you about Jabez really quick. This was a man of honor. This was a man of prayer. And this was a man who changed his life because he got a hold of God. By the way, I would just love that to be said about you and about me, when, when people talk about us generations to come, I don't really need to be famous. I don't really need to be rich. But I would love the people in my family tree to be able to look back on my life and say something changed because of them. Yeah. Wow, it was, like, it was like great, 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 great granddaddy. Jabin had like an encounter with Jesus and something shifted over our whole last name. Like, like, like our whole, our whole family tree had addiction. Our whole family tree was drug users. Our whole family tree was violent. Our whole family tree was in poverty. Our whole family tree was all caught in all these things. But then God got a hold of this, this person and it changed everything for us. I would love the people who know me the best to love me the most. I want people to cry at my funeral. Come on somebody. Like I want I want to be a game changer in my genealogy so that my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren can say, we are where we are today because God got a hold of their lives. That's what happened to Jabez. That's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for you, that God would do something so significant in you that he would end up doing it through you and that the generations to come would feel the impact. Can I just remind you, God is a God of generations. He is the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac and he's the God of Jacob. He said one generation till the next generation of the things to come he said we're going to declare things to a generation yet to be created everything God's doing in you right now is a seed for the next generation oh this is a big deal this is a big deal and this is why this is why you having a relationship with Jesus is so important because everything that God's going to do in your life Dr. Wendell Smith taught us this years ago he said everything that God does in your life it may not all happen in your lifetime but it will happen in your lifeline. So there's some things I'm praying for that I may never see, but Goldie will see. Yeah. So let me give you some things that Jabez did that kind of broke him out of the norm and into the blessing of God. And let me just remind you again God is not through blessing you. Come on, God's not through blessing you. And I believe there's some things right here in the text that we can do. Number one, you're gonna have to choose your name. You have to choose your name. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Feel this in verse nine. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So God says Jabez was honorable. But his mother named him Jabez because she bore him in pain. So God says he's honorable. His mother says he's painful we got some tension in the text yeah Uh, God called Jabez honorable Jabez's mother called him painful and you're going to find this out if you live long enough that what God is saying about you and what people around you are saying about you are usually two different things and what God has declared over your life and even sometimes what you feel about your life are two completely different things and I'll make it really clear what God has said about you and what the devil said about you are two totally different things. Right. And you're going to have to actually choose your name. Yep. Yeah. Now I want you to catch this and I, I want to slow it down, not, not for effect and not for a response, but I really want you to catch this in your heart. She named him based on her experience, yeah. not his. Yeah. Like that's it right there. She named him based on her experience, not his experience. Jamin, why is this a big deal? Because in Bible days, names were a big deal. Today, we name our kids, we just go, man, that's a cool name. Or, or maybe it's a family name, maybe not. But just, "Wow, well, that's a really cool name. We, we name our kids trendy names. We name our, there's, there's a lot of different reasons we name today. But in Bible days, you were named, and the meaning of the name was a prediction about your future. It was a declaration about your character. And it was a prophecy about where you were going. This, this woman cursed her son and said, he's painful. And his life is going to be painful. And his life is going to be trouble. And his character is going to be harmful. And she puts all of this on her boy. Wow. She named his future based off of her past. She named his destiny based on her history. She declared something over his life that was not true. And if you're not careful, you will let people label you and name you. They don't really know who you are. They don't know whose you are. They don't know the God you serve but because they're close to you they think they know you proximity does not prove knowledge we might be in the same house but serve two different gods we might have the same last name but be going in two different directions we might we might have we might be going to the same church well so i got to be careful not to let people name me Based off of their experience. Huh. It's like when my wife and I were engaged, and married couples have come up to us Oh, get ready. <laughs> married life. <laughs> I'm sorry you don't like your spouse. I don't. And then those same people show up 10 years later when we're pregnant with Goldie Oh, get ready you have kids say goodbye to sleep <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love my kid I'm, I don't know how to I don't even know what to tell you right now don't put that on my don't put that on me don't put that on our marriage don't put that on my child don't put that on my don't put that on my sleep don't touch my sleep in the name of Jesus <laughs> don't Don't judge my experience off of your experience. I'm sorry that happened. I I can't really talk. I can't really speak to that. But please don't try to speak into our experience because this has been pretty good. Not perfect, but good. But I want to know what names have you taken on, Jabez? What identities have you taken on? Keith, come up here come on. So <laughs> I'm immediately intimidated. So I go to, I've been going to Orange Theory for six weeks, but, but he's the coach. So We're not really good friends right now, but, but, but you know what? You know what? You'll, you'll get people around your life. You got these little name tags, huh? And if you're not careful, people will just, they'll just label you. Oh, so you were, you were an alcoholic, huh? Thanks. Yeah, 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 but, but Jesus has set me free. No, yeah, but, but once an addict, always an addict. Oh, man, the devil's a liar. So is his mother-in-law. Come on! Man, so, yeah, everyone, everyone in, in, in your family has that. You just, that's, everyone... Everyone gets that disease. That's just what we And if you're not careful Yeah, man, we've never we've never broken into prosperity and I mean what makes you think you can and they'll just place and they'll just they'll just keep and they and they and they actually think they're protecting you by not letting you get your hopes up. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. No. don't get married, man, because girls are crazy, bro. You need to just say, <laughs> girls are crazy, bro. And they'll just start labeling you. And if you're not careful, you'll actually go, wow, but this doesn't feel right. Like, I know better. But because they're saying it with such conviction, it's hard to actually separate what you know from the emotions that they're making you feel. And you go, man, maybe I am going to. I guess everyone in my family has cancer. I guess just what we do, I guess. I guess everyone's just angry in my fa- I guess I just always have this. I guess everyone's just, everyone, everyone deals with this. I guess that's just what I'm gonna be. And if you're not careful, you will let someone close to you name you wow, wow, who doesn't really know you. And, and so you're gonna act, Jabez, you're actually gonna have to go to God and you're going to have to wipe this out and say, no, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. No, nope, I'm going to be prosperous. Right. No. Nope. nope, I'm healed. No, nope, I'm going to find the right one. Mary. They're going to be fly. And I'm going to... <laughs> All right, ladies. <laughs> Let's go. And <laughs> easy, Keith. And... And if you're and you you Jabez, you're going to have to go to God and choose your name. Am I going to be honorable or painful? Am I going to am I going to choose what God said about me and God's testimony of, or my whoever's testimony of me? Because the name I choose is the destiny I'm going to walk in. Choose your name. Can you say amen? give Keith a big hand? Number number 2 Choose your blessing. Choose your your blessing. So now Jabez goes to God and says, God, would you bless me? Let me just remind you that God is a God of blessing, and this is a blessing book. And I know that makes people nervous. As soon as I say that, people get nervous. I can say, God wants to set you free. Yeah, God wants to bless your life. We get, we get weirded out with this, but we shouldn't. This is a book of blessing. And, and Jabez said, God, would you bless me? Would you bless me indeed? This word blessing is all through the Bible. And it literally means to get on your knees with another person, go eye to eye, face to face, heart to heart, and exchange a gift wow, this is cool. So when fathers in the Old Testament would bless their sons, they would get on their knees with their sons and they would bless them. When the prodigal son in Luke 15 asked his father for his inheritance, they would have done this. They would have gotten on their knees. They would have gotten eye to eye with each other and the father would have handed him his inheritance. And now Jabez says, God, I I can't get to your level, but would you... Would you come down face to face with me and would you bless me? And God says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and God comes face to face, eye to eye, mouth to mouth, heart to heart. And he, and he blesses Jabez. And you're gonna need God's blessing because Jabez is saying, God, my mother cursed me, but I know you can bless me. And I actually believe your blessing over my life is greater than anyone's curse on my life. And did you, did you catch the text, especially if you're a Bible person, you, you would have saw that that was weird. His mother named him? If you, know, if you know anything about Old Testament literature, you know that only the men could name their sons. So his mother curses him and his father isn't there to defend him. And she goes, this boy's a pain, Jabez. And his father should have said, hey, babe, so let's take a week off and let's chill. And let's get you some food. Let's get you some sleep and let's chill and let's rest. And, and we'll come back to this conversation in a week, but let's not name names right now. And she goes, no, it's Jabez. And so Jabez goes to God and says, God, my mother cursed me and my father did not defend me, but I believe you can bless me. Can I remind you that what God will speak over your life is greater than what anyone has spoken or not spoken? And whether you might be dealing with abandonment or abuse, it doesn't matter. You can get a word from God that is stronger than the curse of this world, that is stronger than the lies of the enemy, that is stronger than the heartbreak of abandonment. Jay Call, come on, somebody. Jabez goes to God and says, God, I need you to bless me. Because I'm an adult now, and I've lived my whole life without blessing, and I'm over it. I'm done with it. God, I need you to bless my life. Oh, and once God blesses your life, no man can curse your life. You remember in the book of Numbers when Balaam goes and he's hired by Balak to curse the people of God and he speaks a curse over Israel and they get more blessed and then he does it again, they get more blessed and finally goes back to his boss Balak and Balak goes, I thought I paid you to curse him and he goes, man, I can't curse what God has blessed. Every time I try to curse him, God blesses him. And when the blessing of God comes upon your life, it doesn't matter what the enemy said. It doesn't matter what people have said. It doesn't matter what people have done to you. I am blessed by God. Come on, I have the blessing of God over my life. I've gone eye to eye with God Almighty. I've gone face to face with God Almighty. And God gave me something you can never give me anyway. I've got the blessing of God. God, would you bless me? Others have cursed me. Others have abandoned me, but God, I believe you can bless me. God is not through blessing you. Pain is not your end. Number three, choose your size. Now, Father, enlarge my territory. I want to live a big life. Yeah. Let me just say that, by the way, you can actually pray for your life that God would enlarge it. Like that God would bless your business, that God would bless your, your dream, that God would bless the work of your hand. Don't get nervous about that. Where else are we going to go? He's all we got. (laughs) God enlarged my territory. Now I'm not going to define what all that looks like, but I am believing for bigger. I am believing for more. When I, when I say God enlarge my territory, I'm not talking about a certain zip code or a certain kind of vehicle or a certain brand of clothing. But what I am saying is, God, I want, I want to live the biggest life you've allotted for me to live right. and not settle for smallness. Right. Right. I don't want to settle for a small dream when you have a big life for me. Yeah. God, expand my territory and God, make me bigger before you make my life bigger. So that when you increase my life, I have the weight in the spirit to carry it. I have the strength. I'm big on the inside. Therefore, I can live a big life on the outside. So the bigness of your blessing doesn't crush me. I can actually steward it because I'm bigger than the blessing on the inside. God, enlarge me and then enlarge my territory. So I want to talk about bigger thinking, bigger praying, bigger living. Leave that up. I'm talking about bigger thinking. Y'all, we just got to think bigger. It's just so easy to think small. Can I tell you, um, it's important that you you equip your kids to be smart, but just make sure you don't teach them to be small. Like, if all you tell them is, look both sides, you know, look on both sides of the street... Don't talk to strangers. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't, 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 don't. If all you ever tell them is what not to do and never tell them what they can do, it's going to be small. You, all, you got to tell them all that stuff, but then you need to tell them, go try out for that team. What if I don't make it? Try again next year. Go for it. Try. Don't coddle your kid. Well, no, I don't want to try because what if they don't make it? They, they'll grow up. Give them tougher skin. Okay. Dads, tell your son, walk up to the most beautiful girl in your high school and ask her to the prom. Just, hey, girl, I want to take you to the prom. <laughs> what you doing, girl? Let's go. You, he's a freshman, she's a senior. Just like, girl, I'm already taking you to the prom. And then teach your son, if she shoots you down, you walk right up to her best friend and say, now I want to take you to the prom. What do you do, baby? <laughs> I'm teasing a little bit, but like, try out for the team. Try out for the, go for it. Believe God. Go, go for that scholarship. Go for the college you want to go to. Do the, thing you're, do the thing you're dreaming about doing. Don't live a small life. I'm talking about bigger thinking. I don't want Goldie to grow up in a small house. I'm not talking about square footage. I'm talking about our mentality. Um, um, numbers 13, 33 the Bible said that this group of men went into the promised land and they said, we are like grasshoppers. And they had grasshopper mentality and they said, we cannot inherit this promise. But then two men, Joshua and Caleb said, no, no, we're well able, we can do this. Can I tell you, one group said we can't, one group said we can and they were both right. Henry Ford said, whether you say you can or can't, you're right. You got to think bigger. Yeah. Henry Ford went on to say, if I would have asked the people what they wanted, they would have said, we want faster horses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> y'all know who I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, Ford, the cars, vehicles? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we got to think bigger. Some of y'all thinking horses and God's trying to get you to think bigger. Yes. Dream bigger. Get a bigger mentality over your life. Think bigger. Don't be small. Don't think small. How about, how about, how about bigger praying? I want to be a church that prays wild, big, audacious prayers that when people walk in, they're like, oh, so these people are crazy. Okay. I heard about this church. They're nuts. I want to stay there. You know, we pray a lot around here. We do pre-service prayer. Then we pray during worship. Then we pray at the end of worship. And then I pray for the word. And then I pray at the end of the word. And then I pray for the offering. And then I pray for dismissal. Uh-huh. We just pray, 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 pray. pray, pray okay. We just turn it up. Then we do salvation prayer. Uh, pray. And then we pray over the cards during the week. Like, we just pray. And we don't pray like little sweet, Lord, we just, just to be with us today. <laughs> we don't pray prayers like that. We're like telling mountains to move and valleys to rise up and crooked paths be made straight. And we're commanding bodies to be healed. And like, we pray crazy prayers. I don't wanna pray such small prayers that if God answered them, I wouldn't even know if it was God or me. I wanna pray prayers that are so wild and big that only God can do it, and then when God does it, God gets the glory for it. Come on, let's pray big prayers. Let's pray big prayers over your kids. Lay your hands on your children and say you're going to change the world. You're a genius. You're brilliant. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're amazing. Do whatever the heck you want to do in Jesus' name. Pray big prayers over your kids. Get your kids praying big prayers. Believe in God for big things. A praying church is a powerful church. Yes. A praying church is a growing church. Yes. And Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Uh, yep. Oh, man, we're, I never want to lose, lose a praying spirit in this house. Yes. How, about, how about bigger living? I want to be a bigger person. Gossip, jealousy, hate, stinginess, racism, prejudice. That's just going to make you small. I wanna live big, I wanna live big, I wanna live big. I don't wanna live small, don't be a small person. Someone cuts you off on the road, don't go drive up next to them. (laughs) They didn't see you, that's why they cut you off. (laughs) Well, they should've been paying attention. Yeah, they should've. Don't go driving up to people, flipping them off, screaming at them. You're gonna get shot, man. Just let it be, don't, be big. You walk in at Chipotle, after nine o'clock, you already know you're going to be offended because you know they're going to run out of steak after nine, you already know it. Come on somebody, so don't walk in going, I want some steak, we're out. You already know they're going to be out after nine. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Same with Cafe Rio, shame on them, but it's true but it's my fault for ordering it. Why do I order steak at Cafe Rio after nine? I know they're already closed down. Chairs are already up. Here's the point. Here's the point. That poor, sweet employee in there, that's not their call. So don't start berating the Chipotle employee because they don't have steak. The girl, the girl is making $10 an hour looking at you like, dude, I don't choose if I make steak. The manager told me I'm out, I'm out. I don't know what to... Look at what's available and order that. Be bigger. I just don't know why you guys are always out everything. Just stop. You know I'm telling the truth. I got a lot of convicted. Right here, there's a lot. I feel you. This girl's like, I just tweeted Cafe Rio this morning. Cussing them out. Yeah, he repent, delete. I was in the airport. I was in the airport the other day. And I was flying to Houston, Texas to preach at Lakewood Church, like the Lakewood Church. Well, no, no, no. I didn't mean it like that, but, it, but for real, it's pretty cool. And so, so, so I've got my AirPods in and I'm listening to worship music. I'm trying to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to get saved, you know, I'm trying to like, trying to be in the word, you know, speaking in tongues under my breath. I'm like, Jesus, help me. I don't want to mess this up. You know, it's on Sirius XM, it's on live stream, it's on YouTube, it's on, you know, Joel, it's the whole thing, Right. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm in the airport at the little convenience store, little magazine shop thing. And I'm getting a bottle of water and this guy's in front of me. And he's just. <laughs> but I can't hear him because I, I got my AirPods in. I'm like, listen, you can do all. So I'm finally like, okay, I'm saved, but I'm not that saved. So I just. And he's losing it on this girl because a bottle of water is $6. You just took my water at TSA and now you're trying to get me to get another one. at $6. I just kept it. And I was like, (sighs) so I just walked right up to him, sir. And he looked at me and I looked at him. (laughs) And I said, uh, I said, sir, she doesn't work for TSA. Oh, yeah. Okay. And secondly, she doesn't set the price for the $6 water. Now, buy your water or leave because I got to buy my water. I wasn't talking to you. I said, Sir, I'm talking to you. Don't mess with me. I'm, I'm from a trailer park in Millennium, Mexico. Just don't. And so, I go, I'm talking to you. I don't know if you're talking, I'm talking to you. And I'm telling you to buy the water or leave. So he leaves. All of a sudden, he comes roaring back. I just can't breathe. So I walk up to him. We exchange some more words. I'm gonna not share those words. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't cuss or nothing, but like I've already given you enough dirty, you're all judging me anyway, so I'm not gonna keep. Bottom line is, he leaves. I walk up to the front and both girls start crying. They're like, thank you so much. He must be so mean. I just, I go, yeah, I'm a preacher. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) 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 Got to catch a, got to catch a flight to Houston preaching for Joel Osteen, whatever. (laughs) Joel Osteen, yeah, yeah, listen to Unserious XM tonight, whatever. (laughs) Okay, here's my point. That's a true story. Here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. How many know the guy's issue was not TSA or a $6 bottle of water or he was small. He's just a small little guy with a big voice. He's like a chihuahua. And I don't want to be a chihuahua in the spirit. I don't, I don't want to be a small petty... I want, to be a, I want to be a bigger person. I want to be gracious. I want to be forgiving. I want to be kind. I want to be forgiving. I want to let things go. Be big. Bigger living. Bigger living. Bigger living. Bigger living. I've, 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 the, the Bible said in Proverbs eleven twenty four 24, the, the world of the generous, it's getting larger and larger. But the world of the stingy is getting smaller and smaller. You know, I've never met a three-year-old who's walked up to me and went, yours. And handed me their goldfish or their toys or their candy or their crackers. I've never, I've never had that. Goldie's never walked up to me and went, yours. You walk up to my little Goldie, she's got her little crackers, and you go, can I have one? And she'll go, mine, mine and her voice drops 5 octaves <laughs> from a little 3-year-old voice mine <laughs> and it's a sign of immaturity and if you're if you're not careful you'll be a small person mine hey we're about to give our tithe and offering to the lord mine so we need people to serve at the new silver Camp. on a Sunday that's my only mine and if you're, if you're not careful you'll end up living a small life defending a small life protecting a small life nursing a small offense that turns into something so much bigger than it needed to be because mine but I want to I want to live a big life that's yours whatever you want God so, so, so let me just give you an example of how this works. Like in my life, we, um, we, uh, last year I was in West Virginia preaching Parkersburg, West Virginia, the heroin capital of America, where, where they say you'll walk down the streets and instead of seeing cigarette butts, you see needles. Like it's everywhere. It's an epidemic. It's destroying West Virginia. And so I was preaching, and while I was preaching, I prophesy over the pastor, and I say, God's going to give you a building, and you're going to have a drug rehabilitation center. It's going to be like a dream center in LA, and people are going to come and get set free from drugs, and God's going to give it to you. It's going to be a miracle. Ah, you know, we shout. And then I left. So that's what I do. I just go in and preach. I leave. And so that was the end. So I didn't think about it. So I come back this year, a year later. And... Uh, uh, they're, they're, belie- they're standing on that word. I mean, they've written it out. They've, they've got it in their office. They're believing God. But we pull up and, and there's this huge school bus. It's beautifully painted and it's, it's an old school bus, but they've got it re- redone it's beautiful. Painted, all this stuff. And I said, what's that, pastor? And he goes, oh man, that's our Dream Center bus. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, while we're believing for the Dream Center, we're going up and we're picking up drug addicts and we're driving them to church. And he said, every Sunday, we pick up two bus full loads, 100 people. We pick up 100 addicts every week and we bring them to church. So I said, how much was that bus? And he said, well, it cost us with paint and everything. And we had to get it restored. He said, it was $5,000. I said, done. We're sending a check tomorrow. Amen. We're paying for it. We, you, me, City Light Church. Your tithe. Guess guess what? Because we're not going to be small. Because I'm staring at the need for Silverado. That's going to be hundred G's. And so I could go. Well, oh, he's just need to save money right now. We just need to. We can't save money right now because we got to. They're not small, small, small. Or I could go. Five thousand isn't enough to be our harvest. Amen. Is that not your testimony? Let's make it our seed. Let's help reach these people who are hooked on drugs in West Virginia. God will take care of Silverado. I ain't tripping about it. Let's be bigger. Let's not, let's not lose sleep over the next three months. How are we going to pay for this campus? Let's just start giving money away. I'm crazy, Tom. Don't mess with me. I'm crazy. Can I tell you? Someone's going to pay for Silverado. Mark my words. Someone's just going to pay for it. I don't know if it's going to be from here. Does it come from a random? It come from China. I don't know where it's coming from. Someone's going to pay for it. It's overrated. You watch. You watch. Because we don't, we don't think small. Give small. We're, 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 we think big. We're going to be a, we're, I'm going to be a big pastor. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, choose your response. Choose your response. Let me have uh, Drake come up. Choose your response and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain okay i don't think jabez is praying god give me a perfect life without conflict i don't think so cuz that's not that's not life that's not norm, that's not real life i don't think he's saying god give me a life where nothing will there'll never be another challenge ever i don't think that's what he's praying Here's what I honestly think he's praying. I think he's saying, God, I've got years and years and years and years of this curse being spoken over me. I've got years of pain, harm, painful, harming spoken over my life. And now, God, you've blessed me, and now you've enlarged my territory. And God, now that you've blessed me, don't let me go back to the old me. Does anyone have a past that you do not want to revisit? Give me an amen. amen. Say, Give me a better amen than that. Anybody been washed by the blood of Jesus and you I ain't trying to go back to that old life. I ain't trying to go back to that old person. Come on, anybody have a testimony of God's saving power? And so I think what, I think, ah, man, I feel God right now. I think what Jabez is actually saying is, God, protect me from me so I don't go back to that person, because you've done a new thing in my life. You've saved my life. You've changed my life. You've rearranged my life. Now, God, now that I'm blessed may I use this to bless everybody and not harm anybody. Amen. You can be seated. God, keep me free and healed. Yes. So that I don't get a platform that I'm not ready for. I I see pastors and my heart breaks for pastors because you know what? These guys get so radically saved, so radically transformed. God takes them from nothing and he raises them up. But somewhere in it, they get a chip on their shoulder and they, they start thinking people owe them something and they start feeling like victims even though God's been so good to them. And then they end up doing something dumb and they do something dumb sexually or they do something dumb with money or they, and they lose everything. But not only do they lose everything, they hurt so many. Because it's like they forgot to pray, God, keep your hand on me and keep me from harm. Like keep me from harming me. Keep me from harming me. Keep me from causing pain in my life like this isn't worth it and the old life isn't worth it y'all so I want to be blessed but I don't want to be blessed just so I can look, call, look around and say I'm blessed I, I, want, I want like Genesis 12 when God says Abraham I'm going to bless you and you will be a blessing that's where I'm trying to live we're not building City Light for our name, or our fame, or... We're trying to be a blessing. We're trying to help a lot of people in this city. We're trying to raise it. We're not, we're not doing more campuses so we can say we have more campuses. We're not doing more campuses because we're bored. We've got so much on our plate. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing this because we want to be a blessing. We want you to get involved because we want you to know what that feels like to be a blessing. Oh, it's good. It, it feels good to be blessed, but it feels even better to be a blessing. I think Jesus said something like that, didn't he? That sounds biblical. It sounds almost like when Jesus told the apostle Paul, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Don't don't get it. Don't don't get it twisted. You need something to give. <laughs> So that's the blessing. But you don't get it to keep it. You get it to give it away. And then God enlarges you and then you give it away. And then God enlarges you and then you give it away. And then God enlarges you, and then you give it away. And then God enlarges you, and then you give it away. That's my prayer. So God bless me. God, keep me being and keep us being people of honor. God, enlarge our territory. God, keep your hand on us and protect us from harm and pain. As the old saint prayed, make us an instrument of thy peace. Keep us soft, pliable in the master's hand. May we be different. May may people that we work with and know and family members go, "What what is different about you? May family members that we have not seen in a year sit down across a dried turkey at Thanksgiving and go. What is up with you? you different. I'm different. You've been changed. I've been changed. Is it Tony Robbins? Nope. Ted Talks? Nope. It's Jesus. Jesus changed my life. The old me died. And I've been raised in a new life with Christ. God has blessed me. And I'll let the whole world know. Can you say amen?